So if you're any kind of regular listener of this podcast, I think this thing that we're about to do here has probably been the thing that we've hinted at doing most since day one. We were yeah. teasing this. Yeah. <laughs> we were teasing this we were like teasing every, every show. Rev and I this week went back to listen to some of the earlier shows. We listened to... Yeah, the, I listened to <laughs> the first show entirely and parts of the second show. It was a lot different, but the one thing that I noticed was the common theme in almost every like every other break, it seemed, was we would be like, that would make a good feature show. That makes yeah, a good feature yeah, show, right? Yeah. I mean, we said it Just like... said a- that a lot. And we've talked about adding... Uh, internally, we've talked about adding a third show... However, the production and just being like running out of songs to play. Yeah, we're yeah. we're consuming so much music, and we don't want to. I mean, what, it's fifteen songs an episode. Yeah, and the thing we, we I don't know if we episodes. ever mentioned it specifically, but what we don't want to start doing is repeating a lot of songs. Two hundred thirty songs we've used so far. I would rather just do a new song every time. I don't yeah. want to get into that cycle of repeating yeah. songs. Yeah. So, and again, as Rev mentioned. That, that gap between the Monday show and the Friday show. It's a long gap. Even for us. I mean, we record it and we can listen to it whenever we want because it's... But, I mean, it's a long gap and we enjoy listening to ourselves. And we've got it's some weird. very biased user feedback. Yes. Uh, namely, my brother is saying, I hate the gap between Monday yep. and Friday. So, yep. without further ado, here is the third show of the week. Wednesday show. This is actually the second show of the week, but in, right. the, in the big picture, this is the third show that we're doing. Yes. And it is going to be feature-centric. Feature-centric. Yes. Feature-heavy. Right. So, now, there, we're, there's going to be some features, as as Rev and I started, because we spent... We jammed some shit out the other day. Dude, we were <laughs> Rev- on fire. <laughs> so, what I began noticing, that there were certain features that will probably definitely be repeatable. Like, we'll be able to do multiples. Other this, ones this might be one, one of them, too. This is one of them, definitely. Yeah, as we just sure. briefly discussed exactly. a handful of other songs that we could have included. Yeah, in so we, we do, we do obviously, features on the normal shows. We do throwbacks, guilty pleasures, covers, yada, yada, yada. So what we're going to do is it's going to be a little bit different of a format. It's going to be a similar format, but it's going to be much more condensed. Shorter. Shorter. Less songs, less production. As Rev said, you know, we just want to be able to put it together and keep it consistent. So we're shooting for about an hour of music, 10 songs. And I think it's going to be good. With a theme. We're going to find out. We're going to enjoy the hell out of it. We yeah. are. So, I mean, there's no other feature that we would start off with, obviously, than throwbacks. Yeah, yeah that's the, you have to. And, and we're not going to air it on Thursday because that would be a little gay. Yeah. We don't want to be that. That'd be too cliche. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even cool I'm with not that. Falling I love cliches. That so, looking through our first list of throwbacks, the one that stood out to me was one that Rev and I played back in the streaming days, mid 2000s, when we were doing kind of a similar thing. But this was one of the songs that kind of didn't necessarily fit into our wheelhouse no, sound-wise. But I think this is around the tail end of our streaming days when we were starting to get a You're little right. bit out of the hard rock because it was getting stagnant. Super and stagnant. And a lot more into the alt stuff. Yes. Especially stuff coming from the UK. The UK was starting huge and a bunch of these big bands were coming out. None much bigger for us than the Kaiser Chiefs. This one's called Ruby. Throw back.
I don't know. Yeah. There is literally <laughs> no other else you could call it. I don't know. Modest Mouse, the ocean breathes salty. It does. The use taste of ink. And we're going to talk about that guy in a second. Yeah. yeah. And bad. we started it off with uh, Kaiser Chiefs. Ruby, 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 Ruby. And the Kaiser Ruby. Chiefs Ruby. are kind of one of those bands that they just released new music recently. But like you said here, never really caught on huge in the States. No, but, uh, and I've talked to a handful of people from the UK, mm-hmm. and and I think you and I talked about it at the time. They're playing like Wembley. They're playing yeah, legitimate venues. Yeah, yeah. yeah in the venues. UK. But they, ne- they, never made, they never had their break here, I don't think. Yeah, and I think Catfish and the Bottlemen are similar, only because I, I'm not going to compare them to Kaiser Chiefs, but when I see the venues that Catfish are playing in the UK versus what they play here. They're playing some big shows, man. I mean, we did fight a war. 
We did. I mean, so, I mean, we could so tension for still. catfish in the bottle, man. No, with England over tea. Yeah, but uh, you think there's still tension there? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we've been allies longer than we've been uh, foes. <laughs> the, the other prompt here that I'm actually a huge, huge fan of. Oh my god, we've is, been talking uh, about this for is so the long. Used lead singer Burt McCracken and his and hairline, ever receding hairline. So if you need some context on this, you want to go just Google the used, and you'll see him. He'll stand out. The funny thing is, we were joking about Burt McCracken's hairline. 15 years ago. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yes, it's, it's been a consistent joke. Can he, is, is Burt McCracken his real name? Yes. Okay, so the only Great thing name. that's saving him is, is the, the fact name. that his last name is McCracken, mm-hmm. because that's fucking amazing. His first name is Robert, and he goes by Burt. Robert Mc- I know. Why not Dick just- McCracken. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Can but you imagine how great your life McCracken. would be if your name was Dick McCracken? Or Stick. Or Stick McCracken. So so once in a while, I'll just oh, Google him. would be good. Like when, when a song comes up, because at some point I'm saying to myself, all right, he's he's giving up on the hairline. He's going to just shave. And he he's one of these guys that would look good bald, yeah. I think. Yeah, he's got the head shape for it. But, like dude, us. if you look at a picture of him today... He's still pulling, but he doesn't have the long, scraggly hair anymore. It's it's at least kind of like crop shorter. Yeah, he looks better, and, it, and I'm sure a lot of people are out there like saying, "What does this have to do with the music? Why are you talking about this guy's hairline?" We can talk about Why whatever not? the fuck we want <laughs> because that's what drives us. And I mean, again, the last song in that block was uh, from Modest Mouse off of "Good News for People Who Love Bad News." That's your favorite Modest Mouse album, I think. Or yes. Is the other one? Uh, yes. I that's think a that's, strong album. That's man. a strong album. And yeah. that, I think that was the one that really introduced them to the mainstream. Oh, they broke huge. And I know you have another one that's not, that is not your favorite. No, no. I, I, I like the, uh, I'm never going to remember the name, but it was an earlier album. Right. And uh, that had Dramamine on it. Yeah, yeah. And what's his face there? Isaac Brock. Isaac, Isaac Brock. Brock. He's another weird dude. He is. Yeah, he gets into bar fights and shit. Wasn't he the A&R guy for Sub Pop for a while? I think so. Didn't he discover the shins? Yeah. Now, Stump and I went to see Brand New yes. up in Mansfield. Yes. At the amphitheater there. Also a long drive. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And th- we were talking about... Um, oh, no, we weren't talking about it. Wait, were we talking about <laughs> No, we're going to be talking about it. I, I get, right. Dude, there's so much material. I know. There, there is a but lot anyway, to consume. So we were there to see Brand New, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those tours where they were swapping who was headlining okay. and opening. Mm-hmm. So basically, on the way up, we're like... Please let Brand New be opening because we're not really feeling <laughs> Modest Mouse. I didn't want to see Modest Mouse. <laughs> and it was hot out and it was a long drive. And we got there and brand, the Brand New set was killer. They opened. They opened. And I mean, it was a killer set. Everybody wins. And it was jetted. basically Brand New. You know, Jesse says, thank you, blah, blah, blah. Skeet. They walk off the stage. And I'm thinking to myself, without even consulting him yet, what is my engagement level for Modest Mouse Close right to now? zero. <laughs> Very close to zero. I didn't want to say to him zero because I wasn't. No, I but I was at zero. <laughs> there's a there's a funny unconfirmed fact about Modest new. Mouse. They were playing uh, College Street, mm-hmm. and a guy I work with thinks he might have punched the Isaac Brock in the face. Really? Yes. Nice. Oh, that would be great to have yes. on your resume. I want to punch Isaac Brock. He's, in a, the he's face. A, like a third degree tank pseudo black. Really? Guy, so I think he got Isaac pretty good. I, I think across the board, I'm kind of tepid on Modest Mouse. Again, I wasn't vested enough to stay in that heat, surrounded by that many people, but. I heard the set was good. I don't know. If they were playing good news for people who love bad news, I think I might have tucked it out front to yes. back. But yeah. Something like that, but yeah. not Their a last couple thing. of releases have been marginally okay. Just okay. What do we got, Stump? What do we got? We got Broken Social Scene with Cause Equals Time. Our favorite Canadian song. collective. Fucking oh my love God. this song. Call it a throwback. You can. Don't. You it's, have it's to. It's what it is. Don't call it not a feature show.
Barkley right there with Crazy. That was one of the two big Gnarls Barkley songs, Smiling Faces and that. Came out kind of... They had their moment in the sun. They were huge. Yeah, it was. I think it was the one album that spawned maybe a few singles, yeah. but they were huge for a couple years there. Before that, our favorite, it's just the guy now. Like, there's no real... James Mercer, It's yes. just James Mercer now. <laughs> calling himself the shit. We should put that on a hot or not. Like, when the it's just the one guy and they still... Uh, we did we that, need a I couple. Thought. I think we need to brainstorm and come up with a few more examples. I think so. No, yeah. we did that, I thought. I don't did, think we, we did. We talked about it at one point. We yeah. definitely it, talked about it. Uh, the, the, yeah, Panic the, at the Disco. disco. Yeah. Thank you, right. yes. Um, and we opened that block with... I, I, I love... I have so much love for Broken Social Scenes, specifically that album. That was Cause Equals Time. And how are they connected to the chick from Metric? Was she, she in was the band? In it. Yeah, well, was she, she? she's the one who said my favorite quote. What? Growing up in Canada, you either play hockey or you're a member of Broken Social because Scene. Because the, the, if you go to Broken Social Scene's Wikipedia page, no lie, there's like 30 people that have yeah. been involved in that band. And we, and we love looking at the, the previous members and the timeline. That, that, that's one of my favorite things to do when I'm looking at an artist on Wikipedia. I don't, I don't know what it is about the band timeline, specifically the big ones. The way Wikipedia lays it out with the colors... For yeah. who was doing yep. what, guitar. And, and you and One, I, two, in, in a three, moment four. of brain farting, um, looked to see if it was consistent from band to band, if the colors were consistent That's right. based on the instrument they That's played. right. And it is. It is. Like the rhythm guitarist always green, vocal, or whatever it is, but it, there's something about that that just feeds to my OCD. 27 members. I, what I, I said 30. I was so damn close, man. I'll give I'll give you the I'll I'll give you the uh, rounding on that. But I like this little prompt you have in here about the shins. Something I didn't even think of until I read that. But this it's is the good... first place I heard of them. Yes, and I know you're a big fan. But in the movie Garden State, and I wish I had put down the year that this came out. Yeah, Natalie Portman puts headphones on Zach Braff's head. Yep. and says, "This is the shins. It'll change your life." Yeah, and Zach Braff was going through some stuff in the movie. Obviously, right? You've seen it, but. That moment where she puts the headphones on him, and you could, and we we did we did that feature on the Instagram feed with like the mu- movie music moments, right? And we featured another song from that same movie. But thinking back on it now, that was a pretty big moment, man. It was pretty poignant, and I think it I think it went a long way to make the Shins a household name. I think you're right. I don't know that they would have had the same level of success, yeah, 
Um, and this is coming from my extremely narrowed point of view. Yeah. If they hadn't been mentioned in that movie. Yeah, I, th- I think the shins are. Bi- I, I think the shins have reached the point where they're not going to get much bigger than they are. No. I mean, James Mercer is doing the side projects. Danger Mouse. Speaking of Danger Mouse, how about a segue? Yeah, that was a. Did you hear that? What? <laughs> James Mercer, who is in Broken Bells with Danger Mouse. Right. And we're segueing mm. to Danger Mouse Barkley. Barkley, which featured Danger Mouse Danger on Mouse. drums. Yes. And CeeLo Green. And um, the prompt on this one is. What the hell happened to CeeLo Green? Ooh, I know what happened to CeeLo Green. Uh, dude, if you say what I think I was going to say, I'm going to fucking hug you. Go. What happened to CeeLo Green? Uh, he did the American Dad yes! episode with <laughs> the hot the tub. That's the last I heard from him. Have and you then, seen the episode? No. no, it's great. He plays a talking hot tub. And then I think he had some... Uh, <laughs> it's so good, dude. I think he had some problematic tweets about consent. <clears throat> so yeah, he did. It's been quiet for a couple of years. He did. So the last uh, time I saw him, he was actually a judge on one of those. The Voice. I yeah. Think. yeah. Was yeah. it The Voice or was it one of the other shows? No, I think shows. it was The Voice. Okay. But at one of those shitty shows. But but yeah. Like that st- American Dad episode is one of the best. If you haven't seen it, whether you're a fan of Seth MacFarlane or American Dad, Go to YouTube and queue up the episode of America, or even just a couple of his songs. It was the Wonder there. Hot Tub or something. Yeah, like Magic Hot yeah, Tub. Yeah, Magic Hot shit. Tub. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god, it was, it was amazing. Fucking amazing. So but yeah, CeeLo did some stuff, and he's quiet now. What do we got? This is Everlast doing White Trash Beautiful Trailer Park Queen. She slings ash at the diner from eleven to five. She married a boy from school. Thought he was oh so cool But all he can do for money is drive I'll lay hauling freight on Interstate 5 Praying he'll see home before his baby arrive White trash beautiful Crooked. 
My heart's been gone a while with the truck driving man that took it. He keeps her photograph on his rearview mirror. She prays for him every night. She hopes that he can hear her.
was Interpol with Roland. Oh that God. might be my favorite song. I fucking I can't. Shout out Steven. Stop me. Shout, shout out Dark Tower. Before that, we had Shiny Toy Guns with Rainy Monday. And no, we don't. I, I, oh, I yeah, told you, told you right, right, it right. What was Good it? Good job. Oh, take your again. pen. Here, want my sheet? Yeah. We actually changed the song. We're going to let Stump slide. Oh, yeah. I did tell him to write it down. You did. I was there. But uh, And I knew this was going to happen well, when I saw him not write it down. <laughs> I was sure he wrote it down, dude. He didn't write it down. What's finish, the song? Finish your back song. <laughs> we, don't, uh, we don't redo anything, dude. <laughs> it's one and done. Before that, we had shiny toy guns. <laughs> he goes right back. Comes right back <laughs> with you are the one, and we kicked you off with Everlast, White Trash, Beautiful. So, so the backstory there Hell is hell of a throwback. So Re- Revan Stump would have preferred to hear Ricochet. Yeah, it's a yes, great song. 100%. It's a great song. I initially had in Rainy Monday, which I said, which is on the sheet, which is on which the you sheet. Were to you were told to cross off. Because in the last minute, I realized that the, the, the thing. A kind of an ongoing theme. You might not see it so much in this show, but in some of the features going forward. And we mentioned before how Rev and I put in some work the other day. A theme that I noticed kind of from this one and the other ones we put together, a lot of these, for me at least, were first songs that I heard. Fair enough. Like first exposure, yeah. Yeah. which I think yeah. is a good way to do it. It's like, oh, I remember, ba-, especially for a throwback. So for Shiny Toy Guns, You Are The One was the first song I ever heard by them. And Cara Faye, the chick singer. Yeah. I love her, I'll give dude. That. We we comment on her posts on Instagram and stuff. She and never comments back. No, she always does. Oh, never mind. <laughs> and she <laughs> likes them and stuff. Uh, she said no phone, new phone. Who dis? Yeah, and she's got. She's one of these chicks. She's completely beautiful, totally hot, great voice, super like multi instrumentalist. Instrumentalist. The best thing I like about her is she has tattoos on her. I guess you would call it your forearm. Outer forearm. Yeah, outer forearm. So that when she puts them together like this and stacks them, one says rock together and one says love together and they oh. kind of match up i just I, that's not bad that's i could go bad. on for hours about carafay but that's why that song went in anyway so one of the other things and it was mind-blowing to me at least watching the video well after the fact for white trash beautiful yep is that aaron paul started in the video this is well i didn't know that this is well before his his fame came in breaking bad he's the breaking bad kid right yeah yeah, Jesse, Jesse Pinkman. Pinkman. He must have. Yeah. How young was he, dude? That was years ago. Dude, it was super young. If you watch the video, you see just how young he is. Yeah. And, like, I saw that, and I'm like, holy shit. Wow. No, and I'll tell you, I'll never forget. It's sometimes when you hear a song like that, or you think of a band that you haven't. I can still clearly remember the day that Doug and I drove to Strawberry Records. Used to be in yep. Waterbury. Yep. That's where we'd get our... Concert tickets. Yep. Concert tickets. You see, but at this point, it was CDs, not much... Re- but CD... And we, we picked up that CD... And like I looked at it, and I already knew that he was from House of Pain. Was that Eat it? that was off of Eat It White? That wasn't off his first album, right? I, I'm re- yeah. Thank you. I was. Um, hold on. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you off your track. Whitey Ford sings the blues. <laughs> yeah, that was the first album. Th- that was the CD I was talking. Okay, I, and I should have segued that, but I can clearly remember holding it up and being like, "Oh, this is the House of Pain guy," but he looked like he had kind of a country. It yeah. was clearly a different thing. That he was had- post heart attack. Yeah, and I hadn't heard anything off the CD, but I was like, "Let's buy this," you know. And we came home and opened it and put it on, and I played that thing for four months straight. Nice. Easy. I, nice. I feel like that came out late 98. What did? That album, Whitey Ford Sings yeah, the Blues. Yeah, it was right before Stump was born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that thing was a fucking mega hit. I don't think Stump was conceived to a song off that album, but he might have been. Ends? <laughs> what, was your, what was your guess for the release date? 98. 98? You're right. Oh, good hi, shit. Hi, it's a year hi. older than me. It yeah, is. It's, it's I remember 21 years because old. Because I remember listening to that in high school. Yeah, and Everlast, just a guy that can do no wrong. Another guy that can do no wrong for me personally. And I have this prompt here. I, I literally I, love everything this guy yeah. does. 
Yeah, you're a big Paul Banks guy. Yeah, for I, I mean, Interpol for me is like you know, and I, I don't think you guys are as vested as I am in Interpol. I mean, you get you saw him live. I saw him, and you were kind we of get there. We get there. Right? I get there. But I love Interpol. I've loved them since day one. First album. They just re-released. Turn um, on the bright lights. Ten year anniversary. Is it ten or twenty? Might have been twenty. Good. Pull it up. Some. Turn on the bright lights. But um. So Paul Banks also, besides just my love for him in Interpol, and he did some solo stuff under a... Julian Plenty. Yes. What do you call that? A pseudonym? And how do you know that? I don't know. You said your you memory was going. did the thing with the guy from... Uh, That's where we're going. That's where we're going. Thank you. He did uh, Banks and Steels. With RZA. With RZA from Wu-Tang. Yeah. Bobby Digital. And I, I got to tell you when, you, when you see a thing before you hear it, that's the great thing about... I guess it's like a book when you see the cover of the book. Yeah. And they say, don't judge. So I saw that pop up when it first came out, and it was like... Paul Banks, and then I didn't realize who Steels was. Yeah. And then I clicked on it, and I was yeah. like, what is Paul Banks doing with RZA from Wu-Tang? That backstory is hilarious. It's a great story. Yeah, they played, like, chess together or yeah. some shit. Before they, they did that for, like, a year before they, they were like thought chess about buddies. making music. Yeah, both in New York City. Can and you imagine walking by a park in New York City and seeing Paul Banks and the RZA playing chess on, at, a, at that, on a Tuesday? At, at that point, I could die. Yeah. My life is done. Bright Lights came out in 2002, by the way. Oh, going to be 20 years old. Holy shit. So what the hell was the anniversary show for? Because they played an anniversary show at the Tennis Center in New York where they do the U.S. Would, Open. Two years ago? No, I was 15. sure it was. It might have been 15 years. I was sure they did a 10-year something. It might have been 15. It could have been 15. Because you and I looked at it and the tickets were like 110 bucks. And you're like, as much or as I'd love to turn on the bright lights. for 10 years. Not going to do it. No, it wasn't seven years ago. Two years ago for 20 years. Stump's doing high-level math in Get in the right last now. fucking song. Six Let's get out of here. I hate this song. I hate this band. 2002 minus 1999. <laughs> All right, listen, quick, quick talk on this band, because I, I can't believe you hate this song. I don't, I don't like this band. Look, we, we did the whole thing where we swore off any grunge music, and unfortunately, I think these guys oftentimes get lumped into the grunge thing. Their early stuff came out. It was very Pearl Jammy sounding, and it was right after Pearl Jam exploded. And I saw them live, not on this album, unfortunately, but for me, Stone Temple Pilots kind of always rose above that. I listen, think. I'm, not, I'm not saying I, I don't speak ill of the dead. But if I'm a singer out in the world and these guys ask me to sing for their band, hard pass. Probably don't do that. Hard pass. <laughs> Might not want to fill those shoes. So one of my favorite albums from Stone Temple Pilots ever, R.I.P. Scott Weiland. And Chester Bennington. And Chester Bennington. Don't sing for this band. That's like being the drummer for Spinal Tap. That's what I'm saying. You just yeah. don't do it. That's where I'm getting at. Off Tiny Music Songs from the Vatican Republic. It's called Tripping on a Hole in a Paper Heart. We'll Throw see you back. Friday. We'll see you Friday. Friday. You guys are beautiful. How do you do that, man? See you in two days. Speed. Like, how do you say that and know that we've already recorded Friday? <laughs> see you in two days. You guys are beautiful. Tripping out my paper heart. I am dying in the way.